Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. This is a solo espresso episode that I call The Bank of Goodwill. Are you in credit or overdrawn? So something reminded me the other day of a conversation I had with a friend of mine a few years ago. And it was over a coffee and he was quite flustered, you know, quite frustrated. And so of course, he sort of, what's the matter is what you say, right? And very long story short, he had been helping his extended family quite a lot uh, for a good number of months or probably even years at that stage. And he had to turn down a particular request. I can't even remember what it was. That's not the point. It doesn't matter. He had to turn it down for relatively good reasons. And there was quite a level of disappointment and quite a negative reaction to this, which he found quite insulting because, you know, he'd been a hugely helpful guy for a long time. And then the one time he says, no, no, can't help you there. Can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. They get quite upset or quite angry. It was a negative reaction. And he felt the reaction was unwarranted, that it wasn't really, it wasn't fair. Right. So I mentioned this idea of the bank of goodwill or the goodwill bank, whatever you want to credit, whatever you want to call it. And I asked, do you think you're in credit or do you think you're overdrawn? And this was the point. Nobody really knows with this concept where you are, what the number is, what your balance is, because we make these deposits by doing good gestures, by being a decent person, by being helpful, you know, by, by doing what we say we do, or but going be above and beyond, we're making a bigger uh, deposit in credit with this person, okay, with the other side. Uh, but we, none of us know what that number is. And occasionally we disappoint and occasionally we drop the ball. Sometimes we know about it and we're apologetic. Sometimes we don't even know we've done it. But that balance has taken a, has taken a hit. It's taken a dent. There's been a withdrawal, right? But this is the question. We never quite know when we're overdrawn, right? When we go from being in the black and healthy enough to being in the red and we're in, we're in trouble. And that's where there's often a lot of conflict and disappointment and frustration. Because one side thinks, oh, well, I helped you all this time. I look at all the good things I've done for you. And now you're giving me this reaction. You know, I've done all this for you. And this is how you repay me the one time, blah, blah, blah. And this is where it gets interesting. Because it reminds me of a study I read many years ago about favors right? About what you might call, you know, adding that credit into uh, adding, making that deposit in the bank of goodwill, right? What are favors? And the question, if I remember correctly, was are favors more like bread or more like wine? I.e., do they go off quickly or do they mature with age and, and grow in importance? And the answer is a nice one. And it clarifies why we have this disparity between you know, the one giving the favors and one uh, receiving the favors and equally in the bank of goodwill, you know, where you think, why you think you're still in credit. I have loads of credit. What do you mean I'm overdrawn? I'm not overdrawn. The other side is you are so overdrawn, right? This is where the conflict lies because the subtlety is that for the one 
giving the favor. The favor is like wine. It grows over time in importance in what you did, how you think of it, the amount of effort it took. All of these things tend to grow slowly in importance. Equally, it's like bread for the one receiving it that when you receive it, you go, oh, thanks very much. That was great. And then it lowers in importance over time. Like bread goes stale, it goes off, it's less useful, right? So this is, well, first of all, two things. This is why there's this much growing disparity between people and whether someone is in credit or in debt on the bank of goodwill. But it also points with favors, by the way, as a simple aside, why if you do a favor for someone, don't be thinking like, oh, I'm going to put that in the hip pocket. You know, I'm going to put that in the pocket so that I'm ready to pull it out when I need to and save up that favor. Not a great policy. You're better probably, you'll probably get better return on that favor if you ask for something obviously reasonable and in the spirit of goodwill, maybe sooner rather than later, just as a thought. But this is kind of the thing where when we talk about goodwill and we start thinking maybe in terms of business clients, business relationships, that if you drop the ball, if you disappoint your client, are they likely to say typical? Or are they likely to say, oh, that's unusual. That's not like Al. What story do they, do they go down? Because that's where they're already primed to go. And this is why a good deal of what I do with clients is thinking about this emotionally intelligent approach, you might call it, some have called it before, approach to the setup of how you work with clients, how you do deals, how you create agreements. And it can be very simple things like simply saying you're going to do something and you do it. These, these little things, these little steps that build trust, because trust uh, is huge when you're making agreements, particularly making uh, financial contracts and deals. A lot of research into trust shows that, and various numbers, but that when there's a high trust between the parties, that the deal value is often 30% or more higher than when there's a, a moderate or low level of trust. But also, as you can imagine, not really rocket science, but as you might imagine, deals are far more long-term and far more robust. They last the length of time far more easily when there's trust there, precisely because the reason that I just said, so that when the setbacks, the explanation in the other side's head is, oh, that's unlike Bob, that's not like Mary at all, rather than that's the final straw. So it's just something to have in your mind when you're dealing with people in social situations or they have maybe a reaction you think is too much, like, whoa, where did that come from? Their perception of where your credit is in their account in that social relationship is different to yours. And it probably makes more sense, as I said, in business that you might think you're, oh, I'm in credit with all of my clients. Of course I am. Maybe you are. I'm not saying you're not. But flip it the other way. With people where you're the client, are some of those guys, are they in a ton of credit or are they getting slowly overdrawn? Are they getting close to uh, going into the red where you say, you know what, it's not quite working out. I think I need to try a new vendor for X or Y. And that might give you a slight feel that 
Yeah, maybe once again, it is that particular vendor that you're thinking, or maybe once again, we're falling into that little trap of thinking we're in more credit than we are, and equally knowing that other people with us are in a little bit less credit than they might realize. Be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. So have a thought, have a think. Are you in credit or are you in debit in the bank of good will?